the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. All right, folks. Welcome to KCBQ AM 1170, The Answer. This has been one heck of a week, and not one document has been lost. Went to Bear Jackson this weekend, folks. If my voice seems a little high, it's because my feet hurt. But I had the time of my life. Took my old buddy Jeff and rookie Vic, which will be on KCBQ, uh, I don't know, two, three weeks. And we'll be discussing our experience at Barrett Jackson. I am going to talk to you about it pretty extensively today. Um, because, you know, it's always good to talk when it's fresh. And let me tell you, folks. Let me tell you who my sponsors are first. I guess, you know, got to pay the bills. The hour is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. You got a little business, grocery store, liquor store, uh, and you have cashiers, and maybe you're having trouble getting the cashiers to come to work, or they're not feeling well, or they just don't want to work. Well, check out uh, Point of Sale. In other words, you know, you've seen it. Walmart has it. Home Depot has it. Costco has it. You just go in there and boom, you do in and out. Uh, this system can even do uh, uh, meat and produce scales. You can change it off-site. And you get a seven-day, 24-hour-a-day service call. How do I know that? Because Jeff, who's my wife's cousin and a super cool dude, we traveled the United States picking up cars, and he has fixed more cash registers and systems uh, while we're on the road than you would ever imagine. So it's great quality service, 800-540-2149, 800-540-2149, or southwestpos.com. And do me a favor and tell him, you heard it right here on KCBQ. Uh, this uh, segment is also brought to you by San Diego Propane. Do I love my man, Dave? I'm telling you, you know, I'm hearing all these people coming up with all these just crazy electric bills from SDG&E. Well, I got solar, I got backup, and I had to get propane. Uh, the only downside, he only services East County. But if we keep this up, maybe he'll spread out. Go to sd-propane.com, sd-propane.com, 619-460-1705. Talk to Dave. Tell him thanks for sponsoring the show. And West Escondido Auto and Transmission, if you're looking for general automobile repair, can't beat Napa Auto Care, ASC certified, AAA approved shops all up and down the coast and the county, inland and out in the woods. West Escondido Auto and Trans will give you four choices from top to bottom. Go to westautomotivegroup.com. Well, again, I was at the Barrett-Jackson auction, and man, oh man, oh man, oh man. I'm telling you, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, we're back. Money is flowing, and I'm serious as a heart attack when I say it is flowing. 
They were selling hot dogs for twenty dollars, dude. What, what are you kidding me? Twenty dollars? That better be the best hot dog you ever had in your life. <laughs> and somebody really cute had better be serving it. That that was definitely not some Newski hot dogs right there. Right? Ah, they can't beat Newskis. I did Never, look yeah. at them, and they did look tasty. But I don't know. I mean, but you know what? Though it's like going to the fair. You know, you get out of the fair. Oh, I had to pay this much for that. Who cares? You went to the fair. You went to see all the excitement. If you're a people watcher, <laughs> you're taking lysine in by the gallons at this point because your eyes are burning. And it was so funny, you know, all these little vending areas on the outside because they have the largest tented. It's the largest tent in the United States that's constructed. And this whole thing is, you know, this is probably the most well-oiled machine, uh, Brendan, you've ever seen. Getting you in getting you out, getting you to the different venues, the outside, the inside, trams to off-site parking, which five minutes, 10 minutes. And we're talking, it had to be 200. They, they expected 200, at least 200,000 people. Mm-hmm. Was How long has this event been happening in Scottsdale I, specifically? I think it's 1971. I think it was originally started in Scottsdale. Oh, in real estate. Okay, I did not know that. I thought it started somewhere else there. No, I that's think- very nice, though. So. That's uh fifty two years of doing this, yeah. and they've been uh being they. I bet the first event was a little disorganized, but after years and years, they know and they oh, plan ahead better and better you each and every year. So have to go. I want if to. If nothing else, just say. Well, yeah. Of course, we got to find somebody who could board off for you. But uh, <laughs> be that as it may, I might know a guy. But the thing about it is, it started out. You know, it's just, it was it was just a good, cool place to unload your car. You know, you get rid of your hot rod. You got good exposure. But even back then, they didn't do TV. This was just word of mouth. And it's like going to a big car show like Hershey's or, uh, you know, Pomona for their big. It's just, and then it, 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 you know, it evolved to where it is extremely prestigious when it comes to auto auction. Are they the only one? No, you got Meekum. You got, uh, uh, I think you got Bonham's. You know, there's a few other ones, but those guys are kind of they they don't really care whether they're on TV or not, or they don't want to pay for the TV airtime. That could be what it is as well. Um, very efficient system, getting the cars up on the on the top, take them down. But every time a hot rodder started a car, everybody turned their heads exactly at the same time. I'm serious as a heart attack. Nobody did not turn their head towards whatever that car was that started up. And the louder and the rowdier, the more, I mean, then they would start standing up. You know, and this is when you're. Just to see which car was that one the, doing it. It's hard to say. I'm, I'm trying to relate to you. That would be like if you heard a song kind of off of the distance and it was your song right okay but with this craziness it's not your song it is a loud stick that electric car up your <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah and sit back and listen and then there were the smells and it was funny as could be I, we were behind a porsche 911 turbo and he was driving up on because the cool thing about 
uh, Barrett, you can actually, where they drive the cars up on the ramp, you can either stand there or you can stand on where they came down the hill. So you actually got to get right up close and personal. Man, this Porsche was so badly tuned up, I could not believe it. You could smell the raw fuel. I was waiting for it to blow up. But you got to smell the smells, and cars from the 30s smell different than from the 40s and on up. And it's because of technology and different oils and you know, different ventilation. You ever notice when you go down the freeway, there's a black line kind of down the middle? Mm-hmm. Not so much now as maybe back in the past. Yeah, I know what you mean. Though. Because yeah. of the blow-by pipe on an engine, to eliminate blow-by, you had to, because an engine is an air pump. That's all it is. It just builds, you know, builds up air, spins some wheels through a few gears, and down the road you go. Right. Just uses gas for a propulsion. Well, you had to have a release to that. So there used to be a t- pipe that would come down, and that's where that blow-by of oil would be right gotcha. in your center line. Mm-hmm. And if you were a motorcyclist, you never went there. Now, uh, can I make one tiny complaint sure, about right uh, some some of these antique cars that they'll do at the auctions? I'm personally more of a fan of the original stuff that's mm-hmm. always in the cars. I'm never as soon as I hear there's been customizations mm-hmm. on certain mm-hmm. parts of the cars, then I start to lose interest in the car and that sort of thing. What are you pretty similar in that matter? Like you like all the stuff in the car to be pretty much original, or are you okay with some of these customizations that? these people will put into their hot rods and all that stuff how about if we take a break okay we come back and remind me because you know i will forget during that long break (laughs) because that is probably the most intelligent question to be asked in this arena okay okay so let's take a quick break you're listening to yak radio with dave Saul right here on fm 96 1 1170 the answer Welcome back to Yak Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Segment's brought to you by South Bay Auto House. South Bay, down in the lovely land down there. If you've got a Mercedes Benz and you're looking maybe for an alternative, South Bay Auto House would be the place I re- highly recommend you go. Over 25 years' experience. Technicians are factory trained, uh, parts house in house, which is cool because you don't have to worry about do I have to wait for a part? And they do all the services necessary to keep your Mercedes-Benz running. No, they don't do electric or hybrid, but I'm just going to bring that up. And if you're thinking about trading yours in and getting a brand new one, take it down to South Bay. Have them take a look at it, and uh, they'll give you a really good number on a trade. And if you take it to the dealer and it's not as good as South Bay, then go back and get the South Bay number. Uh, Servicing with them helps as well. Uh, So... Check them out, www.autohousesouthbay.com, autohousesouthbay.com. Talk to Gary and Rick, tell them I said hello. And Bumper Docs A&T, if you got scratches, dings, and dents, you need a window tent, hey, just go over there, family owned and operated. They do phenomenal work, and they do light body work as well. That's santeebumperdoc.com. All right, so Brandon and I are talking about Barrett-Jackson, which is still rolling along right now. And they're selling more memorabilia than they are anything. So the industry is very fickle, for one thing. And if you decide, okay, I want to buy a hot rod or a car, and I want to modify it, okay, 10, 15 years ago, major detriment to the value of the car. Because everybody, 
in at my, in my age group, you know, wanted numbers matching, which is engine, transmission, and differential. All three numbers have to go with the car's build sheet when it was built. Has to be the correct color of paint. Has to be the correct interior. It was almost like a concourse car. Okay, right, right. and then you had levels. Well, there's that. Then all of a sudden, somebody got a '55 Chevy, took the six cylinder out of it, and put a LS1 in it, Corvette motor. <laughs> then everybody said that is sacrilege. And for a few years, they the people that kept doing it, they just kept doing it. And now all of a sudden, the pendulum has swung, and you'll get more money for a custom car than you will the original matching. Numbers. Interesting. I did not realize that. It's crazy. You know, and, it's, and if you follow it as much as I follow it, I mean, but here's the trend. Explain this to me. The high money makers at Barrett, I I would say I we're gonna do more research on it. I've got my stack of papers because I just came back, like I said yesterday. My book, you see how thick that is. Yeah. So we're gonna do a couple shows. I'm also gonna have uh, Vic and uh, Jeff in who were who attended with me to help cover this thing. Fifty five, fifty six, and fifty seven Chevy pickup trucks. Mm-hmm couple of them over three hundred thousand three hundred thousand dollars for a 55 56 57 chevy i did or 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 six no no, i take that back what am i thinking 70 in the late 60s early 70s oh okay gotcha but But still still, no i know but it just seemed to be crazy memorabilia Oh, memorabilia is off the charts. Mm-hmm. You were showing me uh, there was a, ca- a a liquor cabinet oh, that was don't. there, and I was like, "Oh man, that's really sweet." And you're like, "Well, take a look at the price and see how sweet that yeah, is." Yeah. And it was, I think, it was fifteen thousand yeah. dollars for that. Woo. And here's the funny thing, because I, I I was there last year, and I I had to stay late and take all the drool off of their radios because <laughs> I really am a radio guy. Gotcha. And they wanted seventy five hundred dollars for that one. I mean, it wasn't exactly that one, but for seventy five hundred, right? So I come back today, and, and she goes, "I looked at the it sold. Somebody's already bought it for yeah, fifteen grand. No, <laughs> no, I can't do that. I can't. I, I have to have a discount. Mm-hmm. But see, I, I told her I'd give her lots of radio if she gives me a discount. So anyway, going back to it. So then, that's your top tier. Is what you're doing now. I mean, you could still do matching numbers. You could still do original paint, but it had better be low, low, low miles. Right. There were a couple of cars there with four miles on them. Oh, how old were the cars? It so was there... in the seventies. Wow. So what he did or she did is they bought it, bagged it, and put it away. Now, before you ask the next question, which is what I've already been hit with, I have to do some research. And the question would be, and the segment will be, what do you have to do to your car to put it away for a long period of time without it disintegrating? Right. Think about I mean, it. I mean, you have to deal with the fuel inside the car itself. You got to deal with the oils and all that stuff. So You got to deal with the atmosphere. And the atmosphere, too, on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to think 
you know, before you make a decision like that. And then there's always, because there's, I hate to tell you this, but there's a lots of PT Cruiser folks that bought those cars brand new and tucked them away, thinking it was going to be a, an unbelievable classic car. No. Not, not anymore. Even, not even yeah. close. PT Cruiser give you a bruiser, if you know what I'm <laughs> exactly, saying. Exactly. I know. <laughs> so... So you have to, if you're looking at it as an investment, then like I said, you got to be on it. You got to know what's hot. For example, uh, out of the clear blue, Volkswagen buses, multi window, you know, all the way to the panels. Mm-hmm. Can, uh, Dave Kindig, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he has a TV show. Okay. So don't hit the button, but it's called Bitch, Bitch and Rides. No, oh, no. Then I know that show. Then, yeah. yeah, yeah. My dad and I watch it sometimes. Yeah, exactly. My dad loves that show. I so, know. And Dave yeah. does really good work. He's <laughs> yeah. goofy on TV, and that foreman's even worse, but that's another story. <laughs> but they took a 23 window Volkswagen 1960 with the pop out windows, did their Kindig on it, and it went for like $135,000. Ooh. And all of a sudden, the market just took off. And so you just don't know. And now you can't. I mean, there were some buses there for forty and $50,000. And as a car, you could buy for, you know, as little as 500 bucks to 1000 So where'd you go? I'm here. I'm looking at what my dad was uh, wanting in terms of... Uh Oh, it's a car? car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been trying to find this one, and it's so rare to- Is it a Volkswagen? No, it's a it's a Ford car, a, a particular Ford car. And you car. don't know what it is? Not on the top of my head. It's, a, it's like, a, I, I want to say it's a- uh, No, don't guess. No, it'll, I'm not going to guess. It'll, it'll be embarrassing. I'll look it up later, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't well, think it was at Barrett-Jackson. I would yeah. I would be not and, surprised if it wasn't at there. So. But Barrett is more of an experience. I mean, do you want? I mean, there are actually groups of people in those stands and those that buy and sell every year. And it's a gamble as, let's say I buy this car for 10000 and I come back next year and I sell it for twelve. Then I'll take my twelve and I'll go buy this one for twenty, and then bring it back next year and maybe sell it for thirty. But then all of a sudden it goes the other way, which it could do. You know, it's like anything. It's like art. It's like sculpturing. Um, you know, stuff that the value of it fluctuates by the the tone of the audience. For example, you can almost get a Model T for free or really low money because mm-hmm. nobody cares. Who wants? I mean, there's no technology. That's a museum car today. And so as these cars fall off. And then all of a sudden you'll get a Rambler or American a Rambler, little two-door, ugly little thing built in the fifties or the sixties. Nobody would buy them, and that's rolling off the blocks. I think it brought in ten, twelve grand. Nice. That's no, a, that's, that's a terrible car. <laughs> that's a terrible I mean, I mean, uh, the, the, yeah. I, do you remember uh, back in the seventies? Uh, yes. What were what were they? Those ones? Uh, they were worth like four. Not fourteen. Oh, there's a lot of ugly cars. The fifty four hundred dollar cars. I'm trying to remember what they were back in the seventies or eighties. Back well, in the day, yeah, you literally could just basically. Uh, well, I hate to say, it, but you could, that. you could get good cars today if you had them today. You'd be making serious money. Oh yeah, right. you know that's like if you could just flash back about twenty thirty years, get a warehouse, get it air conditioned and heated, 
hire a crew to take care of everything, mm-hmm. not even to do anything, let alone just stare at them, and then bring them back 20, 30, 40 years in pristine condition. Oh, my Lord. How was the uh, performance track, by the way? I didn't get to it. Oh, right. I heard it. I don't like to be driven by other people. Uh, well, I kind of realize that. You're yeah. the guy that wants to be behind the wheels. Thank you. Right. And yeah. I, I just feel much more comfortable. Uh, but no, it's they're going through tires like candy bars. <laughs> I mean, it is insane. Like I said, it was probably, it, they say right now, this is the largest they, they've had. I don't know if it's a record or what, but let me tell you. And, and it's, so, yeah. You kind of w- wish you were there right now. Still. Uh, Yeah, but I really wish I would could go there with money. <laughs> <laughs> but even even myself, I mean, there's just a limit. I mean, because a, a lot of what this is is like an emotional you know, like you know, you gotta buy. Right. I mean, I don't. I I don't. I leave my credit card at home. I don't. You know, I don't download as a bidder because you have to go through a bidding. Pro- you know, you have to go through an application to be a bidder. Right. Not just any Tom, Dick, and Harry has can do it. They have to prove that one, you are who you are, and two, you got Money enough funds, yeah, yeah. To, to back it up. So, so they don't just throw, you know, the bidder card out. But boy, do they take good care of you! <laughs> and by the end of a night, I think they've got a nice limo to take you back to the hotel with whatever you bought, and you won't know till the next morning. So I know it's uh, coming up in June. Are you going to go to the Las Vegas one, or probably not either? I really wanted to go to this Las Vegas, which which ran last week. Mm-hmm. And it was all motorcycles. That that sounds interesting. Uh, wow, that's the, and see now, well, now see. I never it, see. I only watch the auctions with the actual car. I've never seen one with the motorcycles. It only how hits, much customization there is in that. Yeah, the, it only hits periodically on TV. Okay, but you know, you know, everybody knows. And now with what Barrett just, did, I mean, I actually got to watch something on barrett monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and then flew out online for free mm-hmm. i can't stand that auctioneer though <laughs> hey, you know, oh my god my ears you know so i have to turn the volume off and thank god it requires it. skills is what that job includes so now that you bring that up for a second okay why do they do that why, why do they have to talk so fast? Because there's so many people that are going to be bidding for these cars so quickly. No, no, gonna... no, 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 no. It's a language, I agree. But why do you have to talk that fast? You don't see the numbers going, say, from 100 to 500 super fast. So you prefer silent auctions better, if that's the no, case? No, no, oh, Okay, no, good, no. good. I, I want say. somebody that's more entertaining. Somebody that's saying, okay, this is a absolutely beautiful 1955 chevy it was built it was this it was that it has this it has that you know and you tell the folks what instead of 29 no i'm, uh, well, I'm they, just not they a fan. do describe the car a bit right well, I, they, they'll say this well is yeah a they'll stop they'll stop that screaming yeah okay and i just never understood why it has to be that format of trying to sell something well, again, I, I they think... They do it, it with cattle. They do it with cattle. Yeah. I, I, and I, sheep. 
funny story with my uh, mom. She she likes to talk with her hands. So yeah. while she was at a cattle auction with uh, oh. my cousin, she kept doing this. How many did she bending. buy? She didn't buy any, luckily. But <laughs> the farmer next to her was getting really PO'd. Over oh, there. yeah. He was like, stop bidding on this pig. Just, and my dad kept having to put her hand down. Like, stop talking with your hands. Just oh, talk to you. Let's go out in the car. <laughs> all right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. By the way, I'm still going to run the Jim Owens interview but since uh brendan and i are having so much fun talking barrett jackson put that on your bucket list right here on fm 961 am 1170 the answer all right folks welcome back you are listening to yak radio with dave stall fm 961 am 1170 the answer this segment is brought to you by san diego gear and axle whatever you have Two-wheel, four-wheel, all-wheel drive. He takes care of all of it. So give him a call at 858-449-5656. Or just go to sdgearaxle.com. And thanks for supporting all my advertisers. So we're talking Barrett-Jackson. And uh, one of the things that they did yesterday when I was there is they picked the custom-built uh, of the year award or of the event award and it turned out to be a 1969 pontiac firebird and it was built by uh, troy gundel of bbt fabrications and was crowned the ultimate best in show which is a barrett jackson cup so you see things like that and then of course some of the some of the highlights that i can talk a little bit about is um what are we looking at here this is a Ferrari F40 that went for, are you ready, Brandon? 2.75 for a Ferrari. Wow. Yeah. That is insane. I, I did see, um, gosh, I want to say, I, I saw that uh, Carol Shelby's personal car mm-hmm. like sold for like five million dollars back in the day i don't know how much it is now it's probably worth a little bit more than that now but still so that's insane the, amount of money. that's the other side of this industry you know it's like buying jewelry buying memorabilia from babe ruth mm-hmm. yeah you're gonna pay you know crazy for it but if it's the right piece if it's the right you know babe ruth stuff will never get go cheap that'll always continue to grow right so but if you pick a you know a 1994 gmc hummer and get it as a good deal thinking that in 20 years it's going to be worth a fortune there's your gamble right uh, I, I did notice um a 1976 amc pacer <laughs> was at last year's uh, uh scottsdale 2022 from right. uh wayne's world it was from that movie. Yeah. And uh, it was originally up for auction in 2016, and it was sold for 37000 mm-hmm. And in 2022, it went out all the way up to $72,000. So See? that investment was really, really nice for that person to you know put and, the money in, and then he was able to make a profit. Like for, have you ever it? seen that car? Six years later. Yeah, it, it's junk. Dude, it's, it's butt ugly. Yeah. But, okay. but again, it's I the fact that it was in it. Wayne's world. Oh. It, was, it was the fact that it was in Wayne's world makes That's it true. the selling point of the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, and and that's 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 the other part of it. Um, I don't. I think we've had this conversation. We've interviewed the gentleman. Um, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head, but he had the bullet car, mm-hmm. the bullet Mustang. 
Remember when we interviewed Sean? I think it was Sean anyway. So his dad bought it for $3,500 out of the back of Auto Week. Hmm. After the movie, folks got done with it. They didn't. It's a 68 you know, Mustang GT. Mm-hmm. slightly used so they put it on the back of auto week magazine and got 3500 bucks for it and then sean that's, that's it. sean i can't think of his last name shouldn't probably say it anyway but he uh his mom you know his dad bought it gave it to his mom says here you go this is your daily grocery store church school the whole nine yards and then one day the dad uh somehow they found out that it was a movie car because it still had all the movie mounts welded to the chassis and the frame. Mm-hmm. So they did some research, and sure enough, so they barned it, stuck it in a barn, let it sit. And I don't know who found out about it where, but somehow Ford got involved, and everybody got involved, the movie industry got involved. And for a year, he was a superstar. He went everywhere on Ford's nickel and shown this showed this car off. I even went so far as to when he brought the car to KUSI, I also got a black 1968 Dodge Charger to park right next to it. Because, as you know, the race was between the uh, Mustang and the The black Charger. Mm -hmm. So I had all that stuff. So then I got a chance to interview him. And then turned around and sold it for $3.5. Four million dollars. So from thirty five hundred dollars to three point four million dollars. But so just think if they could have got it to three point five. You know, <laughs> if I was if I was bidding, if I was me, I mean another five hundred thousand, and we're already at th- yeah, yeah. I would have no problem. I would have bought it for thirty five million dollars or three point five million. 5, yeah, that's what I would have. T- <laughs> just because of the you know the coolness of it because mm-hmm. that's the other part of it i mean um i don't have to research it but uh jackie kennedy's lincoln was there oh uh, this year's uh bear jackson yeah here? and it was a 1965 or 66 white uh lincoln continental convertible mm-hmm. can't remember exactly what it went for but stop and think well you know Who's? I mean, what would you think somebody's going to pay for that? That's going to be up there. It's going to be yeah. pretty high. I'm, I'm definitely over six figures. I think yeah. definitely over six figures. Yeah, because you got to think like the person that just can't live without it and ha- happens to have unlimited funds, right? And they also have the paperwork to back up the fact That's, that this was owned by so and so celebrity. Right. And so let me know when we need to take the break, and we'll just close with Jim. Uh, with the ad, with the ad read, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Whenever you tell me, you just play some music, and okay, then, okay. And that way we can go off to it. But car investment, the beauty of a car investment versus, let's say, jewelry. Mm-hmm. Other than you wear jewelry, you can drive a car. I mean, you can get out there, get the wind in your face. I mean, you could really enjoy, you know, a, a, an automobile. So I, that's kind of where where my head's at. Oh, I've yeah, I didn't bring his card. Anyway, I would. There's an artist there that paints hot rods and you know vintage thirty two. Unbelievable. So I'm definitely gonna we're gonna get him on air. Okay. He did a B seventeen flying off the deck off the of an old back dirt road of a thirty two and a thirty one Ford, and they were drag racing. 
And what? B seventeen's coming right over the top. <laughs> and you know how soft I am when it comes to B seventeen. So, and it, and it was at the, he said it's a show just just show special twenty bucks, and everything else is fifteen hundred dollars framed. Hmm. I think, dang, I think I'll get me them. Just roll that thing up in a tube and shoot it to me, son. <laughs> so I got to take care of that on Monday. Okay. But uh, but that's – then we, we talked off air about the vintage radios that, you know, just a lot of vintage radios, but then vintage radios that back in the day were doubled as a bar mm-hmm. with the most beautiful crystal and the glass backing. And, yeah, so went there again. And, yeah, but I mean, it, it's all really, really cool stuff, yeah, and really cool once stuff. in a lifetime kind of. Thing. Once so in a I lifetime. will absolutely uh, put that on my bucket list. I might even be able to hook you up and get you some media passes, so oh. you don't have to spend ninety dollars to okay. get in. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We have a great interview with Jim Owens from Ford Motor Company about what they did at Barrett Jackson on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Yak Radio with Dave Stahl on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, save the best for last. Got a great interview with Jim Owens uh, from Ford Motor Company and their give back by giving uh, Barrett-Jackson 0001 Mustang 2024. Take a listen. All right, folks. Hey, well, I'm in heaven. Uh, actually, double heaven. I'm at Barrett Jackson, and I'm finally with Jim Owens, who I've interviewed. Good God, how many times, Jim? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing so good, and it's so good to see you here at the place for the collector, the world's largest collector car auction. Isn't it crazy? And 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 I don't know about you, but after COVID, you know, we, this show has come back gangbusters yeah this year it has been the highest attendance that barrett has had um like wednesday when we start doing the hot laps there you couldn't walk through the aisles there are literally hundreds of thousands of people here all interested in the car culture and hopefully interested in our mustang well that too and then memorabilia you know gas signs there's even uh and i'm gonna go hunter down 1930 style radios that's a cocktail bar they, they have the automobilia stuff that goes every morning, yeah. and they're, they're the classic signs. So they have some of the modern ones, but all of the classic, like the old Texaco gas station ones. It is some of the collector stuff that not, when you're in your car and you're driving by it, so you can buy your collector car and buy the period correct memorabilia all at the same place. Everything from manuals to shirts, but let's get to the meat and potatoes. As Ford does almost every single year, you guys donate a vehicle, and it's usually a low VIN, if not 0001, and you haven't failed us because you've got something really hot for this year. We are really excited. You know, Dave, with the launch of the seventh-generation Mustang, if you think about that, you know, 1964, World's Fair, the Deuce, and Lee Iacocca unveiling, and seven generations later, we're going to be auctioning off VIN 1, of the Mustang GT, the winning bidder gets to choose the car and spec out the order, and it will be VIN 1. So they can choose automatic or manual. They can choose. has to be a coupe. Yeah. Um, but they can choose whatever color they want, stripe package, brakes, wheels. They get to select VIN 1, and it's, it's about doing right by doing good. 
right? We started this charity with Barrett Jackson back with the 07 Shelby GT500. Edsel Ford, Carol Shelby up on stage. That was the first charity car that Barrett did. Barrett since then has raised more than $150 million for charities, and we have raised more than $10 million auctioning off Ford vehicles here. And for the Mustang community, Dave, you know how proud they are, and and each of the clubs help locally with their charities. This is a great way to raise money, and hopefully that money will be the thing that helps us cure type 1 diabetes. Boy, I was just going to ask you, as I really did, didn't know what charity you're going to, diabetes, you couldn't have picked a more deadly uh, <laughs> thing to try to uh, uh, eradicate. Yeah, and it's juvenile diabetes, right? Uh, and a lot, you know, Ford has hundreds of thousands of employees or suppliers that work around there, and a lot of those families are affected with their kids who have juvenile diabetes. And a lot of, you know, the technology has come a long way to help live with it, what JDRF is trying to do is find the cure for it, and we're hoping that the money that we raise here today helps find that cure. And, and it is so needed, and it's, it's, it's a toughie. So they get to spec the car out, whatever you know they want. There's no limit, you know, and... and Oh, I'm sure you. the book is kind of, <laughs> yeah, well, we don't want you putting a we, diesel in it. Yeah, we can't build this special. It'll be whatever is available in the order guide for the Mustang GT. Uh, for a couple of ones, we've done special, like the GT520. Craig Jackson was bidding. He left the stage and went and bid. And the reason he bid on it was he had found Little Red and the Green Hornet. That's right. And they've redone Little Red. They found it in Texas in a barn underneath the ground. He rebuilt it all. And he wanted matching GT500s. So what he did, he ended up bidding over a million dollars. And then for that one, we actually painted it the same way that they painted the Green Hornet back in the day. So we did the colors below it. Um, That was a little special on there uh, because it was the GT500 for the 20 model year. Um, But like the GT350 raised a million dollars for VIN 1. Uh, The Boss 302, the Blue Lagoon, which was a unique color, that raised $300,000. All of that benefiting type 1 diabetes for JDRF. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things I love about, you know, if either watching it or coming to Barrett-Jackson is is they give away more than any other auction house that I'm aware of, I mean, religiously, and not just maybe Ford. I mean, they'll even oh, yeah. do other manufacturers because it's really all about the cause. That That's the key. Um, yeah, I was surprised, uh, Sean, with the, the bullet. Yeah. You know, didn't come here. I thought for sure I would, but yeah. And I, I got to interview him down in San Diego. Yeah. I put it on TV, and I even found a '68 Charger black. Oh, so you could do the follow. And I had to, I had the two of them sitting side by side. So you know, still it, the best chase scene. That, that that I mean. I love it. Um, when they did the show Alcatraz, I don't know if you remember yeah, the TV yeah. show Alcatraz, uh, John Clore and a couple others from the Mustang team got to review the chase scene that they redid to duplicate it so we could see. Oh, no. um, and then like when the car goes up and arches over, um, one of our posters, we recreated that where we actually jumped the Mustang in the air. Um, and when we were doing the uh, the media drive for the 07 GT500, we did it in L.A. and then in San Francisco. One of the media people literally took the car and actually drove it and airborne. <laughs> it was that is still one of the most fun chase scenes yeah. ever. 
And how many times does that Volkswagen get passed? <laughs> you just wonder. And, and then when they redid it, um, when they redid it for the show, for the TV show, they actually found the exact replica version of that Beetle. It was so fun. <laughs> but then that's kind of the fun stuff that happens around Mustang yeah. that you know really helps create the community. Yeah. Now another thing too. Now we talked about it before we before we uh, went on air, and uh, that is. When you buy a Mustang GT, you get a driving experience. Is that yeah. going to go with it's, this it's as well? It's not the Mustang GT, but it's the, the specialty units. Okay. So like the Mach oh, 1, oh, the GT350. So in the seventh generation, we've launched the new first new nameplate in 21 years, right? Bullet we did 21 years ago is the first one. Um, now we are doing a brand new one called Dark Horse. And so those type of vehicles, GT350, Mach 1, GT500, Boss 302, with the purchase of that came a day at the racing school so you can learn that. Mustang GTs, the racing school has a retail program that customers can select to do so you can actually learn how to drive your Mustang on a racetrack with the team in Charlotte. And don't you agree that's the first thing you should do when you buy this car? Because you will never get everything out of it until you go and instruct on somebody else's car thank you very much somebody else's tires and brakes and then the men and women who are the instructors there have spent more time behind the seat of those vehicles at that track to be able to help you learn how to drive safely right don't do this on the street off-road use only do it on the track but allow you to enjoy what the men and women who've engineered the vehicles have put into the car. Well, and I think that is so, so important that you actually get the inside, the outside, all the way around. And you'll be a better driver because you know as well as I do, when you go to a driving school, you don't drive like an idiot anymore on the freeway for whatever reason. It's just like you realize what kind of trouble you can get into with everybody else out there not going the same direction. Correct. And what you also learn is almost like the physics of the vehicle, yeah. right? Like you in a situation that is at higher speed but without traffic, and then what you do, like when I'm driving on the Southfield, right, coming up the Southfield Freeway and come up on the exit over there to the Southfield Road um, or come up on the lodge, I'll sit there and pick my points like I would on a racetrack, right? So that you know where to turn in and where to best do it. That makes you pay more attention while you're driving. Right. Now, this is so cool. And I I mean, I, I was shocked. I came last year and drove right up to the tent. <laughs> now I'm off-site. I think I'm in San Diego, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> grab, the, grab the shuttle in San Diego and drive all the way up. Yeah, and, and we're really, Barrett and Craig Jackson and Steve Davis and the entire team do wow. such a wonderful job here, um, and, and, and it's investing in the community. Yeah. I mean, there are so many people who are employed down here doing this every year, and, you know, hundreds of thousands of people come through the gates, and they treat them all like family. Yeah. And they do it in such a way where you're not standing in line for hours and hours and hours. I mean, it's quick. It's easy. So we're, this, I guess you could say this is a promo for next year, folks. Because if you've never been to Barrett, it's a bucket list. It's truly a bucket list. Yeah, and we've been part of it since 2005 right. and worked really closely with them. And then what we do, and other manufacturers are doing it as well, you can come here and get a hot lap this year from a professional instructor in the Mach 1s. We have the Mach 1s out there, and you know some of the other manufacturers bring their cars. You can do off-road stuff. So this is a good way for a manufacturer like us 
to allow our consumers to interact with the product in a in an enthusiastic environment. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. So I mean, it, it's just it's mecca for all the men and women that are into cars. It's mecca, and plus, if you just like to people watch, holy <laughs> mackerel, find yourself a nice little cozy spot and go inside, go outside. I mean, you really got to research this out before you come. Otherwise, you'll miss. There are at least, and well, this is the largest tent structure in the world when this happens. And they're all filled with cars. And you can go in there and learn all about the cars in there in an environment that's a lot of fun. And you were involved, this is a little off, off-site, but you were involved with a program called Driving Skills for, for Life. Geez, yeah. do you know anything about that? Yeah, and that's a really good one that the Ford Fund does, right? Um, the Ford Fund does and teaches kids how to drive vehicles in a safe and effective manner, and that's so important for kids who are you know, into the technology today. We want them focused on driving to keep them safe so that they will continue to be car and truck drivers all the way through their lives, right. and we're so proud of what the ford fund does with the driving skills for life and it's free (laughs) but you've got to get signed up because i'm telling you you guys book those out and you do morning classes evening classes saturday sunday and if you don't sign i mean if you don't get yourself booked in but it could be a problem but you guys have done such a phenomenal another one i'm just giving you guys a lot of love we appreciate san diego county's uh uh, san diego county ford dealers Mm -hmm. you give away cars to the high school graduates in fact, I think one year, I, I, somebody, I think it was one of somebody from the Ford family had never been here, and we usually give away one, well, they could pick between a little truck or a car at the time, and he was so impressed, he gave away three cars. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Henry Ford III, actually, That's yeah, he worked in L.A., he worked for Galpin Ford. Ah! Um, to sell cars, and and it was funny, you know, he had on his card Henry Ford the Third, and people would see his business card and say, "Oh, it's funny your name that," and then they'd find out that he was I am the direct lineage from the original Henry who started the company in 1903. Um, Yeah, the the Ford family is so involved, and it's a blessing. you know, I actually worked for Henry. He was the global Ford performance marketing manager when we were doing the Ford GT and the Shelby right. stuff. Um, and, and and to have the family involved, Edsel, Elena, Bill, and the family involved in the company really, truly makes you feel like you're working for the Fords. Yeah. <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt. You, I mean, and I'm telling you. What do we got here? Oh, you made me go over my time limit. See, every time I we do this on radio, when you call in, we end up talking longer than we should. But, you know, it's so worth it because uh, Ford has got such a great story. I mean, out of all the car manufacturers out there, Ford was more innovative, I think, than anybody else. Everything from taking care of his employees all the way up to... $5 a day. Yeah. Do you remember? And when they recycled everything, I yep. mean, they, you know, the charcoal, they made... Um, Briquettes. Kingsford. That what that, well, that used to be Ford. It's not anymore. Yeah, 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 but that was how they reused from the coal furnaces and the stuff in there to make those charcoal briquettes. Yeah, because I don't think Henry Ford liked throwing anything away. <laughs> he was always trying to figure out a way to make something out of something. You know, you guys have got what gardens and what have you on oh, yeah. top of your buildings? On top of the buildings. And the plant tour that you can take through the Henry Ford Museum, um, which is American's Automotive Museum. It's not just Ford stuff in there, but you can take the plant tour and you go out there and you can see the area where they literally planted the grass on top of the building. That, that is awesome. Well, I know you're getting ready for another interview, so I'm going to 
let you gargle and uh, get back to I just can't tell you how happy I am to see you because it's been a while and we've had some of the you've been one of my favorite interviews I got you know because you you're so passionate about what you're doing so you're not retiring right no not retiring I might be as old as the Mustang but I'm still having fun <laughs> all right but I'm gonna go out and kick some tires and I'm going to go see. What do you think that Mustang is going to go for? You never jinx yourself by giving a dollar value. We're going to be happy with the hundreds of thousands of dollars that we we always think of it, but you never say it because you don't want to jinx it. Uh, but we're so glad that you're here and enjoying it, and it's so much fun to talk with you all the time and your listeners. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.